The C.L. Bryant Show on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to welcome each and every one of you, hopefully Americans, uh, uh, cheerfully, and around the world, our friends. Uh, I want to welcome you here to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and every day we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation here on this show red state red state talk is our flagship station uh, coast to coast border to border and around the globe and i also want to thank loving liberty and uh, liberty roundtable for inviting us into their family making this a global effort in reaching people and certainly a major effort in reaching americans in this time of uh, american crisis worldwide crisis and it looks like um we're leading the way in um, the death toll right now, it appears. And I think ours has topped over 4,000 uh, is seemingly, according to uh, the figures that we're getting, uh, we have eclipsed uh, the Chinese and deaths here in America. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Even though all of you know that I am a grassroots uh, libertarian who votes Republican uh, type of individual who once was a Democrat and, and have been an independent. I've run the gambit <laughs> politically. I've tried, I've, I've, done, I've tried them. I've tried them myself. Ronald Reagan, Trump has done the same thing. Uh, you know, you, you, you land on certain spots before you find one that says, hey, this feels this. This is right. This feels good. And I've been a Republican for over 20 years now. And uh, well, actually, uh, yeah, 20 years I've been a Republican, but actually I'm a conservative. OK, um, I have not always agreed with the public Republican Party and many times don't agree with them now, especially when they wanted to um, sort of uh, turn a cold shoulder to the nominee of the party back in 2016. Yeah, the never Trumpers are still out there. There's no question about it. I have a feeling that there are some never Trumper um, uh, evangelicals out there, too. Uh, don't don't count. Don't count Pastor Rodney Howard Brown among them because he's not. He's not a never Trumper. In fact, he's one of the reasons why I took a look uh, at Trump. Glad that I did. But he's not a never Trumper. On with me after the top of the next hour. 
will be Paula White, Paula White, who is uh, the president's spiritual advisor and counselor and um, minister to the president. She will be on with me. Good friend of mine, uh, friend of the show. She wants to talk to us today about uh, these troubled times that we are facing. And um, there are there is a book that I want her to discuss with us. It's called uh, Something uh, Greater, Something Greater, Finding Triumph Over Trials. And I mean, hey, if ever there is a, a word needed right now to us and, you know, Paula, she's going to come on. She's going to get you'll get some word. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And um, she's going to come on and um, do her thing there um, as she does whenever she's on. Just a delight to have on. But we're going to talk about this uh, at the top of the hour. Some of the evangelical pastors around the country, um, they seem to be defying the orders of um, our government, our president, in order to stress a principled religious point, yet one I feel is totally misguided. And I believe that many pastors and preachers and uh, in many ways do in fact become so dogmatic in their personal persona as a minister of God that um, they lose the common um, sense, lose touch with common sense when considering the safety of the physical health, the physical safety of their congregants. They miss a point that Jesus talks about when he says that it rains upon those who are righteous, the just, and it rains upon the unjust. It rains upon both of them. And listen, friends, just because you are a Christian, hear me now, does not mean that you will not inadvertently, you cannot inadvertently, or you have not, or that trouble will not come knocking on your door. You don't have to invite it. And, and, and friends, when, when I look at the actions of ministers that I know who are near and dear to my heart, dear friends of mine, dear friends of mine. In fact, I told you, yeah, I told you a couple of days ago, might as well tell you again, uh, Rodney Howard Brown arrested in, um, Tampa, Florida, river church pastor, dear, dear friend of mine been on the show. I don't can't tell you how many times he's been on the show. I've preached at his church. He and I have done, uh, uh, meetings together. And so he's a friend of mine. He's a dear friend of mine. 
I love him. He's a friend of mine, but he's wrong. I'm with him. I'll pay his I'll I'll pay his bail. But they let him go on his own recognizance. Of course, they would. And naturally, they should. I mean, he's no threat to society. But he broke the law. And 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 I I I also believe uh, that uh, whatever is necessary, he 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 did it because of his principles. I understand those principles. I uphold those principles. But a greater law, a and and um, that's what Paul is going to come on, Paula White Kane. Paula White Kane is going to come on and talk to us a little bit better. Uh, uh, something greater has to do with the idea that we all breathe this air, drink this water. You know, we live this life until it's over and we go live an, uh, the other life. We go live the greater life uh, once we leave this one. And, and I want to share something about uh, birth pains in and birth pains out and, and birth pains out uh, when I come back. Something that my, my wife taught me uh, when she was making her transition from this life to the, to, the, to the next. I watched her. I watched her. And it reminded me so much of some other things. But our pastors... In so many cases, I was saying, some of them have become so dogmatic in their own religious principles and ideas and Christian beliefs that many times the uh, light of that will eclipse common sense. And that is the people in your congregation may not have the powerhouse type of faith that you have in, in order to remove whatever mountain is in front of them. That's, in fact, that's why they come to the church in order to receive that type of strength. But they come as individuals on their own operating within their own individual faith and pastor you should know better than anybody that there are different levels of faith in your congregations different levels of belief in your congregations and Take it from me here, here, hear this, please from another pastor been in the business for over 40 years. I know what I'm talking about. I know I've been in large. I've been in very small congregations. I've been on large crusades in, in, in other lands and around this country. I have dealt with God's people. I know what I'm talking about. Hear me. The last thing that you want is for your congregation in their own physical weakness and spiritual unbelief in the weakness of that to actually contract coronavirus and then you get a bad report and a bad witness against you because the word will surely come down 
that they got it from the church. It, it will sure it, that will surely happen. That they got it from the church. The devil will make them say it. And it will be suspect to too, too many whether or not it's true. And you pastors do not want to do harm to the kingdom of God by being ridiculously unwise when it comes to the health of your congregants. It translates to the health of the congregation. And I know that many of you um, will not, uh, many of you pastors, many of my pastor friends, uh, uh, well, a lot of them ran me off once I, you know, <laughs> made Runaway Slave the movie. I mean, they lost their mind when I made the movie. Uh, and, uh, and hey, when I became a part of the Taxed Enough Already, Taxed Enough Already movement, that Tea Party movement, I mean, gee whiz, they just couldn't understand that. But listen, fo listen fellas. Pastors, uh, my fellow clergy, both my brothers and sisters, look back over the years, and that's that's what it is now. It's been years since I have been on this trail. Go back 10, 11 years right now on this particular trail, this grassroots trail, uh, introducing people uh, nationally, not only to the ministry that I have and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also sharing the good news of America. That's the twofold ministry that I have in my own personal ministry. Look back over what I have said to you over the 11, 10, 10, 10, 11 year period that I've been doing this. And you can follow me all the way back 40 years in my ministry and, and preaching the gospel. And there's been ups and downs, hiccups and all types of things like that in doing that. But look back at what I have been telling you about how this plays out. If in fact you are following the uh, Democrat mantra, it plays out with the blame game instead of us taking personal responsibility for conquering this and, and leaning and turning to God to conquer. And, I, and listen, most of the pastors believe that's who are defying this believe that's exactly what they're doing. But Many people don't realize that you turn away from God when you turn away from the common sense that he gives you to operate with while living this life. Uh, yeah, uh, I believe with all my heart and will, with all my life because that, that I have put on the line and, and will put on the line uh, for the defense of my faith. But common sense tells me that even though I am a man of that type of faith, of that caliber of faith, I'm not going to go walking down the middle of the freeway 
just because I'm a man of faith. Not with cars coming. And friends, the warning to you right now is that there are cars coming at you. Get out of the street. (laughs) That's common sense. See, that's common sense. That That has nothing to do with faith. That has to do with honoring and respecting the common sense that God has given. There's a whole lot of things that uh, the devil would not be blamed for if you would take responsibility for exercising common sense. You see, the whole package that you are, God gave it to you. And that includes your faith, but it also includes your common sense. And so Americans have have some common sense when it comes to the transmission of something that truly is unknown to us. You better behave yourself and and, and you're hard headed. You're hard-headed. Listen, you have common sense to know, and you should, and this is why you be vigilant. You have common sense to know when government is encroaching upon you. You have a common sense to know that, and then you act. But you also have common sense to know when government is trying to act in your best interest. You just make sure that you, in your American citizenship and the right to that birthright, you don't allow them to go too far, to have too big of a hand in telling you what to do for yourself as far as what's right for you. Are you hearing me? You just don't let them go too far in telling you what's right for you. But common sense tells you, friends, Common sense tells you that something is, in fact, happening. Uh, These people, these deaths aren't faked. (laughs) You know, come on. Now, the numbers in China and Russia and some places like that, Iran, they may not be accurate as far as how many deaths there are. But the fact of the matter is people are dying of something And we are being told that it's the Corona virus, COVID-19. Okay. And so common sense should say to you, pastors who want to keep your doors open, that there's something happening here. I need to protect my flock. That's why God would send you as a pastor so that you could lead them in ways of, in, of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And the main thing that you're leaving out in your reasoning and your principle and your zealotry of uh, the scriptures and, and your worship of God, in my opinion, and again, I have friends, friends, dear friends, dear people that I love, who I believe are, are in, in operating in this folly. Uh, The reason God sent you is so that you would have the wisdom, at least, to share with them about these earthly matters as well from a spiritual perspective. And that spiritual perspective that I believe that you're missing is that it rains on the just and the unjust, the believer and the unbeliever. It rains on them both. But how God sees us through it is the difference. I'll be back. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. are lifted high our hearts are bowing in reverence cl back with you on this great day in the usa and i'm so grateful that you were able to come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I thank God for the many, many men and women, boys and girls, our own boys and girls, our daughters, our granddaughters, and I'm so proud of uh, my uh, grandchildren. I have a granddaughter who is military and um, another who is thinking of becoming military, and so uh, I am so proud of them, uh, and I want to ask God's continued grace upon those who wear the uniform. Now, there's a great song by D-Rock, The Uniform. That's a great, great song. I have it in a lineup. In fact, second hour, I think I might put it. I used to close my show every day with The Uniform. It was one of Jane's and and my favorites, no doubt about it. Well, folks, I was saying to you, that the National Guard very well may need to be called out in order to enforce the stay-at-home um, uh, or um, issue, issues that the governor issuances that the governors of these states, various states, have made. Yeah, Louisiana. Listen, I, I, I was a I was born in Louisiana and born and raised, raised in Louisiana. We are a special lot. We are a special brand. I was talking to my son and my daughters, a couple of my daughters, there in Louisiana, uh, just the other day, and um, they were saying to me that folks were just out and about doing their thing, you know, and like nobody's business yes there's a line around the mcdonald's and chicken places and um you know you know but you know nobody's really staying home at least that's what's happening in baton rouge that's southern louisiana and up in shreveport that's northern louisiana so i have a feeling this may be happening all over louisiana that people are not doing what the governor, even though this is a governor that I did not vote for, but he's the governor of Louisiana now, John Bell Edwards. And this is where it comes in handy to understand what we are told in Scripture through Timothy and even in Romans that uh, God ordains authority. If there is authority, the authority that's there, that's in place, uh, God has allowed it to be there. 
and uh, we could delve into that in so many different ways when we talk about governments and dictators that have seized authority in places like the Congo or, you know, in China or, you know, Russia. And then you have people who are absolutely oppressed because of their seizures of authority. Uh, Some question whether or not God had ordained that. Did he ordain that? Of course, uh, we can talk about that. But let's talk about America now and the authority here, whether they're good, bad or indifferent. We have a government that is in place and we elected them. It's not as though they seized anything. You voted for them. You put them in office. And the democracy of that is that uh, your majority vote put them in office. So uh, elections have various consequences. And I'm glad that we have the elected president of the United States that we have right now because I don't want to think of the consequences that could have occurred Otherwise, if we had elected someone else, he's handling this very, very well. And I know that you can find fault. Well, there there was. Yeah, there were certainly people who found fault in the Apostle Paul. There are people who found found fault in Jesus. (laughs) So certainly go find fault in a billionaire playboy who has become president of the United States. Huh? They're certainly going to find fault in him, regardless of what type of good he might be doing. And he is doing good. And I'm convinced that he cares. I am. I'm convinced of that. I'm convinced that he cares about um, how we handle ourselves and what we do. And so, friends, um, within your power to do so stay home because when we start calling in the national guard to make you behave civilly to enforce civil law when when the national guard starts coming in to cause you to behave civilly toward your neighbor and you're calling yourself a Christian? Uh, something's not right with that. You are operating against so much of the principles of Scripture. And you have uh, become dogmatic to the point where you have lost sight on the reality of your congregants, the people in your congregation, being vulnerable to the rain. Because it rains on the just and the unjust. But it's God who determines the outcome of the rainstorms in your life. That is to say, friends, we all get wet. Huh? Yeah, we all get wet occasionally. How long does it take you to dry off? Did the uh, moisture, the, 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 the getting wet, did that do you good? 
Can you find the good in the rain that falls in your life? It rains. It rains upon the just and the unjust. And that's a part of the common sense. That's why God gave you common sense. Yes, he gave you uh, a spiritual guide, the Holy Spirit, as the ways my doctrine teaches me. But he also gives you physical guidance in the common sense that you use. And and, uh, I am saying to you that um, I don't believe in any way, shape or form that the spirit of the living God would tell his pastor to lead his sheep into harm's way. I don't believe that. And I think any pastor who uh, feels um, like they should defy a ordinance that is designed to keep the citizenry of a city in which that church is located safe. When you as the pastor break a civil law that is designed for such um, an incident and you break that law uh, by saying that you know better as far as a civil health concern is concerned then I am saying to you you are being overly dogmatic and I believe you're wrong Yeah. So it causes circumstances like the ones we're beginning to see occur. And that is um, the National Guard is on alert to be brought in to various places where um, the coronavirus pandemic has forced nationwide closures and restrictions. Mark Esper, who is the Secretary of Defense, are you hearing me, has already given the green light to governors, telling them that the uh, National Guard can be used and can be deployed to enforce individual states' stay-at-home orders. Now, when you get to that point where you are not self-governing as we were meant to self-govern, then you bring something else upon you, even in our form of government. You bring out those who have the authority by wearing the sword and they don't wear the sword for nothing. They don't have the guns for nothing. You bring that up on you and you invite confrontation because here in America, well, we have guns too. So we, we invite confrontation when we don't self govern 
in ways, at least for a little while, temporarily, to see how this is going, what the government says. The only thing you don't give up is your property, and you don't give up your guns. You don't give up your guns. You don't give up your property. Sometimes you do sacrifice certain uh, enjoints, liberty, and you do sacrifice uh, a little bit of your freedom temporarily for the greater good of society. But you keep an eye on, you become vigilant. You're vigilant as to government use and abuse of your yielding to them. Are you hearing me? You yield to government in times like this because that's why you elect them. That's why you elect them. That's why we pay them. So that in times like this, we do yield to them for a temporary time. We let them encroach for a time certain, a temporary time. And then we revisit this thing and say, hey, listen, y'all haven't fixed this yet. How come I'm still in my house? How come you're calling in the National Guard to keep me in my house? This is not right. That's why you have that representative there in Washington, D.C., because he, she, the governor who you elect can call down, call off the National Guard if we get tired of being treated this way. Do you understand this? They, they cannot have ultimate power. Over us, we are the ultimate authorities as far as our liberty and freedom is concerned. But understand, there are times when we, the American electorate, yield to those we have elected. And we say to them, okay, this is of national concern. We elected you on a national level. Uh, Give a directive to the state and we'll see if we want to go along with that. And if it's something that is common sense that God has given you to determine the good, the bad, the right, the wrong with If it makes common sense to keep your family, your wives, your children, your sweethearts, yourselves healthy, then you do that. You do what the government has asked you to do. Then you do that. If if it appeals to your common sense, and guess what? It doesn't take uh, an act of legislation uh, for your common sense to give you an answer. It, It just makes common sense to stay healthy, right? Uh, especially with something that is weighing in and coming in as an unknown. This creates definite, definite anxiety. And Christians, these are the times when we do need one another, but we need each other by phone. We need each other by text and email but this is not a time where you bring the rain into your congregation. You don't bring the storm into your congregation by being careless. Oh, I know you can have all the hand sanitizer you want at church. There's no question about it, but that in itself tells me that you are thinking 
about your health. So think about your health and think about what you're doing. Paula White Kane will be my special guest at the top of the next hour. She is um, advisor, spiritual advisor to the president. She is also um, president's prayer warrior, prayer warrior with the president. But today she's going to be on with me in the capacity of author, the author of something greater, something greater. And that is what we are actually serving when we yield our freedoms and our liberties for a temporary time, temporary, temporary time. We yield them for a temporary time. We yield them for a greater good. Kids don't understand why playgrounds are closed, but you do. Tell them about that greater good. Tell them about um, how you love your neighbor, the essence of what that means. Loving your neighbor as you love yourself. If you are a person who feels as though um, government can't tell you nothing, there may be something I know about you without you saying another word. That is, you probably don't vote. Otherwise, you are a walking, talking contradiction. I elect and vote for people who I trust their judgment. That's who you put in office. And if you're telling me that government cannot tell you nothing, anything, <laughs> there's probably something I know about you already. And that is you don't vote. And if the trend toward the way you are begins to take hold in this nation, I only have this to say. We're all in trouble. Big, huge trouble. I was quite frankly, y'all was so hard headed. The <laughs> National Guard, if the National Guard is called into Louisiana, I'm sad to say that it would not surprise me because I know the nature of the free spirited people. We invented the phrase, les les bon temps rouler. Let the good times roll. We also invented the phrase, you can't herd cats. I'm CL. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And it is that uh, a great day in the USA in the midst of, in spite of everything that is going on, it is still a great day in the USA. Um, now, New York Times, CNBC, Washington Post, um, is saying don't attend White House press conferences. Several news organizations have stopped attending the White House press conference briefings uh, about the coronavirus pandemic out of health concerns and the belief that little news comes out of them. Now, uh, Paul Farheem, a Washington Post media reporter, wrote that his paper along with the New York Times and the CNBC, are no longer represented at the briefings. Uh, Those outlets are, however, watching the briefings on television and report. uh, They report news. Nowadays, it seems that um, they make little news. Uh, We, of course, reserve the right to show them live if we believe they will actually make news, but that hasn't happened in quite some Time, uh, I tell you why they don't want to do this. Hmm. Can I tell you why they don't want to do it? It's because they give the president the exposure as president, and it causes his polling numbers to go up. You noticed who it was, right? It's CNBC, the Washington Post, and uh, papers like that, New York Times, certainly not friends of, liber- of conservatism, and certainly not friends of the president. I can tell you that for sure. They're not friends. But the president is getting all of this exposure, and the public is saying, Joe, who? I, and I am saying to you, and I have it right here in the archives, so I'll, I'll certainly be dusting it off a little bit down the road, and I'm going to be replaying it where I told you a month ago, two, mo- uh, two weeks ago, three, three, uh, no, a month ago, I told you, no, not quite a month ago, it was about two weeks ago, I told you when I first came back on the air, no, a week ago, a week ago, when I first came back on the air, Well, I tell you, time has been something that has been a stranger. I mean, it's just like living in a vacuum. I mean, there's uh, time is really an illusion these days. 
But I told you that Mario Cuomo, it's only been a, a little over a week ago, not Mario, but Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, would become, even though he's saying no way, even though he's saying he's not running for president, I am saying that that convention is going to draft him. And he's going to accept because at this point in time, right now, now this could change, but right now, and we're talking about this thing lasting at least another month, and that means another month of seeing Donald Trump's face regularly, presidential, and that also means seeing Andrew Cuomo's face regularly beginning to become more presidential in his demeanor and presentation. Looked at him a couple of days ago. Uh, he was wearing uh, the open collar shirt, the short sleeves, and all of that type of thing. Look at the evolution that he's made for television today. Oh, yeah, he's becoming, uh, he's, he's, uh, he says no. His lips keep telling you no. But we know the Democrats need someone badly. They need someone with visibility. And right now, the public is basically saying, Joe, who? And the New York public, uh, even though I think they postpone, I'm, I'm pretty certain they postpone their primary that's supposed to come up. I think it was this Tuesday. They postponed that. And the, the person that the New York liberals, the New York Democrats are looking to, looking at Mario Cuomo. Mm -hmm. Easily Mario Cuomo. Not Mario, Mario Cuomo. Keep saying Mario Cuomo. Andrew, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. They're certainly not licking a Chris. Even Andrew kind of uh, alludes to the fact that his little brother may be a, an airhead. Yeah, you know, he brings his mother over to their house, exposes her to their kids and the outside and all that. Um, not taking this seriously. Certainly not Chris Cuomo. So mark my word, here on this, and that's not an April Fool's or anything. Well, that's we're past that. We're past that. <laughs> but Mario, and I wish, I wish we could wake up and find out that all this was a bad dream and uh, this was a big April Fool's uh, that lasted uh, several weeks or a month because we are talking about um, this plaguing us officially for at least another 30 days. And then what? Huh? As we approach that 30, as we do that, uh, tell me, 
Is there anybody out there that can possibly say with any certainty what our society looks like? Will we ever be normal as we have known ourselves to be in the framework of normal? Will we ever be normal again? Well, uh, you know, you ever sit down in a packed Whataburger, Burger King, Chinese restaurant, all you can eat uh, buffet, steakhouses will fine dining become even finer. Will all of it become fine dining? Will restaurants modify booths? How will we deal with the person at the 7-Eleven? Huh? The cleaners. And certainly will sale days at our supermarkets, Walmarts. What will they look like if there has been a shift in the way we're going to a need to do business. Huh? What's that going to look like? And, and this is very serious because see that, that same Chris Cuomo that I was telling you about Andrew Cuomo's brother. Well, he's, tested positive for coronavirus. But yet, just uh, less than 14 days ago, his mother was around, he and his children, over at his house. That's the problem with this illness, is that it's very low symptoms it's not symptomatic until it's too late. And then you have no idea who you may have come in contact with. Because quite frankly, even though I have been out and about in the last couple of days in my car, I went to the supermarket. And um, it's just been the last three or four days that quite frankly, I have actually taken this seriously and watching the president just um, earlier this morning, earlier today. There's no doubt there's a, a mood change that has occurred with the president. Paula White Kane will be my special guest um, after the top of the hour. And um, we're going to talk to her about her latest work. Um, something greater about a work that she has done called Something Greater. Finding Triumph Over 
trials. And um, she's going to operate uh, today in that capacity. And we, we want to talk about that American resurrection that is necessary. Remember, you, 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 you have to, the crucifixion is necessary before there can be a resurrection. And right now it's dark on this Friday in America. And no, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, it's not Friday. Well, it could be because um, sometimes you're getting a, a best of, but wherever you are, that, 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 it's called Good Friday, and it's called that because it was a day that all the good that could have happened for humanity happened. A sacrifice was made. That was good. It's bad in the way that it went down, but it was good. And I have a feeling that uh, what's happening to us is bad in the way that it's going down, the way that we may be looking at it, but it's good if we are true to who we are as Americans because in our Judeo-Christian ethic, uh, those principles all the way to, through, and through the cross, through the cross, Jesus was true to the principles that he came to exemplify and uphold. So as a Christian, you must do the same. It's dark on this Friday, but Sunday, Sunday's, on, Sunday's coming, Sunday morning is coming. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the CL Bryant Show, be sure to download free the CL Bryant Show app in your app store. Tell a friend. I'll be back after the break with Paula White Kane. Mm-hmm. 